Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Well, I've given you some of the backstory on Peter Bear's battle with Major League Baseball. It's mind-numbing. Feels like, I kind of feel like Peter Bear got in line at DMV, and he's been there for three years trying to figure out, like, hey, man, how do I just get out of this and get back into uh, the real world? Major League Baseball, I think, is being petty and absurd, but I'll let you hear it from Peter Bear himself. Uh, uh, and we have lost him. So let's uh, try to get him back on. His call is dropped. So, uh, look, he is a guy that went to college at Cal Poly Pomona and pitched in the A's organization in minor league baseball. And I got to know what he started doing during the pandemic as he went back to Colorado. But evident that one of the things that he did do is he placed a legal wager on Major League Baseball games while not under contract as a minor leaguer. Remember, minor league baseball went into this, uh, it was like a mattress store in 2019-2020. Going out of business, minor league baseball shut down. They were restructuring. Even uh, We were even affected by that here in the state of Oregon as you know the, my, the single A team in Salem was the Giants organization. It folded up. The, they used that time during the pandemic, Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball used that time to streamline Minor League Baseball. They got rid of 42 franchises, two classifications, and in the end, uh, I think Peter Bear got caught in the middle of a bad situation, and he's joining us now. Peter, thanks for making time for us, man. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. <laughs> give, me, give me an idea. I, I gave kind of the backstory from 20,000 feet, but let's go back to you know, your last season pitching in the A's organization, you, uh, you you know, baseball comes to this screeching halt. What do you do for work? What do you do to stay busy when that happens? Right. So when baseball got, you know, postponed and everything, the minor league season got canceled in 2020, I've been working as a throwing, like a throwing coach, basically. It's like a pitching coach in the off season. So I've worked with a few different facilities and I've done like pitching instruction and uh, worked with, you know, various athletes from like youth, high school, college, even like some professional athletes and things like that. So that's pretty much what I was doing as well as like, you know, training on my own uh, time in the gym as well. Yeah. I've seen stories of guys who became, they went to work as landscapers and, some people retired because they were just like, "Hey, I, I can't take a year off." Uh, uh, did you get? Did the clubs pay you anything? Did you get paid for any part of that time, or what happened? See, that was what's crazy about the whole situation is I was actually affiliated technically with the Oakland Athletics at the time of uh, 2020, and they were one of like three or four MLB teams that actually wasn't paying their players during the time of this entire situation as well. So I was kind of fighting um, on the front lines with that, with that, um, pushing things on social media with that. They finally, like towards the end of the summer, like backdated everything and like ended up paying us like the minor league salary or whatever, which, you know, it isn't much, but at least it was something. Um, but yeah, they, 
they were one of like the few teams that like really wasn't even paying us at all and we got a um we got a uh, letter uh, an email from the organization and this was um right about a couple weeks after uh, we all got sent home with uh, the pandemic it was like end of march we got a letter saying that our minor league player contracts were suspended and then they would let us know when um, they were going to reinstate them. They ended up not even reinstating the player contracts until like February of 2021. So like contracts were suspended, weren't really paid, got ended up getting paid, but just a really weird scenario. Kind you of go back, yeah, unprecedented. And you go back to that time, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball starts to restructure. They get rid of some teams. Um, you are obviously not competing. You're sitting at home and you decide you're going to place some legal wagers on some MLB games, maybe some other sports as well? Yeah, um, it was a time where, I, I mean, I was talking to a lot of my peers, and a lot of us were kind of questioning whether or not we were going to continue to play baseball just with, like, exactly what you're saying, how much they're going to shrink the, uh, shrink the teams and the system and all that. I actually received a call before I was released on the A's, before I even placed these bets, saying that I was kind of on a list of guys that was most likely going to be like a, um, you know, a, a fallout of this whole thing. And I was probably going to get released. I ended up getting released in September, but they called me, you know, early, you know, May, June-ish before I even placed the wagers kind of saying, you know, probably going to end up being a casualty here. And um, so, yeah, I had like sports betting was just becoming legal in Colorado. That's where I was living during the time with my family I'm from just outside of Denver and uh, just decided to download some legal sports uh, sports um, betting applications and I placed some wagers on baseball games, on other sports. Um, just, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of my friends that were doing the same thing. Um, it's just a very, very popular thing in today's day and age and kind of just got bombarded with you know, all the ads and uh, being on TV all the time. And I just thought, you know, what the heck, um, you know, I'm probably going to get released anyway. I ended up getting released and, you know, just thought, you know, I wasn't really going to get caught. I didn't really think anything of it. And, uh, yeah, that's that was that. Fast forward, pandemic ends. It's early 2021. You, The Cincinnati Reds reach out to you. They want to sign you to a contract. Is the gambling thing even on your mind at that point, or are you thinking – I wasn't under contract. That was, you know, last summer. No one's going to even know about it. Um, so it was kind of on my mind. There's something that got let out, like, like kind of didn't really, like, discuss in the complete detail, but it was in reality how the MLB found out about this. Mm. Um, essentially, I was placing – I placed a wager on a soccer game over the summer. The bet got graded incorrectly by the website – so I sent in an email to the Colorado Gaming Division, who kind of oversees all of the all of the bets that come in and out. So I sent in an email. I said, "Hi, this application graded the bet incorrectly. It's like standard procedure that you contact the gaming division, and they got it situated." However, um, this was month that I did that probably in July. Uh, fast forward to like October. Um, November-ish, before the Reds had signed me, I did receive a call from the Colorado Division of Gaming saying, do you know that you're a major league player, and you, or like you're not a major league player, but like you are affiliated with the MLB, and we have record of you betting on baseball. We went back and like 
looked up all your records, which I don't even know if they're allowed to do that or not, but it was based off of that one email that I sent in. Oh, man. And then they and then sent all the reports and all of my wagers to the MLB. I didn't know that they were actually going to go and say anything to the MLBs, but, like, they didn't tell me that they were going to say anything to the MLB. So, you know, I kept training. I signed to the Reds, and then – Literally, you know, like a week after I signed to the Reds, I don't know if they were, like, following my career or something, the gaming division, but they ended up uh, sending in a report to the MLB, and that's when everything kind of compiled. That had to cost you some sleep because you know baseball rules, and I looked it up, and the rules say if you are a player, an umpire, a club or league official, and you bet on a baseball game, um, it, it is a one-year suspension. If right. if, it, if it's a game you play in, it could be permanent. Um, so I think tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, but your stance here is, you know, you did something. If they apply the letter of the law, that that uh, you could be punished for. But now you're looking at is it now three seasons that you would have lost? Yeah. So I was kind of. When they originally called, I looked into the rules and I said I was a little bit upset because I was saying similar things as I was saying now. And the MLB originally called me about this and told me I was going to be placed on the um, ineligible list. I said, well, technically I wasn't under a player contract. And they came back with, well, there's a rule that says in a, in a case of an emergency or a national disaster or some crazy event, you're still obligated to follow the contract. So even with that, I said, can't you just, you have the information, can't I accept a one-year suspension? And they said, no, we have to investigate this. And they were hounding me on, like, who, who, who else do you know that's doing this? And I don't know if I got caught up in, like, this large investigation that led to mm-hmm. nowhere for them, but yeah. it took them, like, a long, long time. They called it I was under an investigation, and they couldn't come to, a like, a, official ruling until the investigation was complete or something like that. So I believe the first year, this was 2021, I was technically on like the restricted list. I wasn't like listed as ineligible, but like I was like under investigation and that process took like 14 months where they were like ignoring me. They didn't talk to me at all. They kept saying like, you know, it's going to be weeks or months or something like that. Like, so I was, continuing to stay in shape and try to throw. And then it wasn't until like the beginning of 2022 where I was placed on the ineligible list for all of 2022. And then now I'm placed on the ineligible list for all of 2023. So it's ineligible list technically for like this year and for last year. And then for 2021, it was technically the ineligible list because they were just basically like holding me in a limbo, but like they weren't allowing me to talk to anybody, sign with anyone, do anything. Wow. What, you know, again, we're talking to Peter Bear, professional baseball player. What uh, legal advice did you get? Did you immediately talk to a lawyer? You know, what what was the reaction or response you had? Originally, I didn't bring in any attorney. Um, I kind of was trying to talk to them on my own because the initial conversations, they, uh, they said, and quote, like, um, it'll be a couple of months before, you know, we reach a decision. So I said, okay, I'll like wait a few months. And then as it got into like later in the summer, I just decided to hire an attorney and just so that someone would talk to me from the MLB. So I had an attorney on, on a retainer for about a year 
while we were able to kind of communicate with the MLB and finally get them talking and get them doing something, which worked. But, like, all it was was, you know, them calling my attorney, like, once every few months saying, you know, we'll update you when we know, when we have an update. They were just very vague. Um, And then it wasn't until recently that the MLBPA um, started helping me because now minor leaguers are kind of represented under that. And so the last four or five months, the MLBPA took over and has been handling everything since then. The latest communication you got from Rob Manfred's office basically says to you that your application to be reinstated is denied and you can apply again after the World Series. Um, I, this is where I feel like you're caught because they are, uh, they're just going to give you the runaround and in the meantime, you've got a window to participate that is narrowing. Um, how does it feel to you to be caught into this? What do you think baseball is afraid of? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't have the answers to that. Um, I just think uh, maybe it's a slippery slope for them where if they are to say, hey, uh, you're allowed back, um, then technically it's not like a a banned thing anymore and like Mm. people might start participating in it more. I don't know. I mean, I think if anyone would think they're going to get suspended for three years, it would be, you know, enough to kind of scare them away from that. Um, So, I don't know, but it, it is really hard because when 20, like before the pandemic hit, I mean, I was um, pitching in some major league spring training games, the A's, um, probably going to break the double A. I was 25, you know, things were like really, really looking positive in my career. Like my 2019 season was pretty good in the Cal league. And, um, you know, to have that season get shut down was really tough. And then like how my, I like, the way my career is like most likely going to end because I mean, I kind of know at this point, just with my age being out of the game for this many years, um, borderline impossible to get back in, especially with how the minor league system is kind of, uh, has very much shrunk. Um, that's why I kind of decided to go public with this finally, because, um, most likely like not, I'm not going to say a hundred percent sure, but going to be done playing, um, barring a miracle. Um, but the, the thing is, is, you know, I've built a very good resume to stay involved in the game, coach, work in player development, work in pitching development. I have a very good background in it. And it would be really sad for me to not even be allowed to do that, which this ineligible list thing is preventing me from as well. So that's where it kind of um, becomes hard is, you know, I thought that my career definitely would have been significantly different if, uh, you know, all of us didn't really get sent home that year. Do you, uh, did you bet on games prior to that, or is that when your wagering started? Uh, I never did. Uh, when I was playing or when I was technically under a contract, um, it never occurred. And they have no record of it. Um, I never did it. Um, the only thing that they have a record of is me wagering on baseball games over the span of a couple of months over the 2020 summer. I feel like you're caught in, like, the web that, you know, they want to keep Pete Rose in, you know? And it's like you look around the league and, you know, baseball's got yeah. some problems. You know, you've got domestic violence, you've got uh, sex assault, you've got PEDs, you've got the Astros in the World Series stealing signs, and feels like this mm-hmm. is the hill they're climbing up on. It's it's it it's a little absurd. Um, the, Very much the, so, yeah. 
the length to which you went to, can you talk to us maybe about, you know, were these large wagers? What were you betting on a game? Um, I mean, I'm not going to disclose, like, the amount. Um, it wasn't anything, like, significant. It wasn't very big. It was mostly, I believe, their con- the MLB's concern was, like, the amount of bets mm. rather than, like, the actual dollar amount. I'm not really um, for sure on that. But, I mean, there was records, and MLB does have record of, I believe, like, over 30 or 40 games that I did bet on. Um, that happened over the span of about two two months, July, August of 2020. And uh, since then, uh, nothing. And uh, nothing before then, nothing after then. Um, but I, they, they did come back with, um, I did receive, like, one of the uh, reporters actually, like, received, um, like, a statement back from the MLB, and they basically said that uh, after a thorough investigation, it was determined that Mr. Bear repeatedly bet on baseball in violation of our policy and therefore he was placed on the ineligible list. Um, so there's really, that's kind of what transpired there was, I guess, the um, like amount of bets. I mean, I personally, like, I don't want to say the amount because I, it, it wasn't very much. I'm a, I, I, I'm a minor league player. Right. I don't make that much money. So, I mean, it was nothing uh, substantial. Uh, I, I, I am disappointed with major league baseball i feel like they should evaluate this in, under a different prism than maybe shoeless joe jackson right like this doesn't feel like it's that big a deal and i'm looking at stadium agreements with bet mgm and DraftKings, and how does that make you feel when you see the the business partnerships that major league baseball has engaged in yeah i mean there's definitely uh, a lot of hypocrisy there i think the thing that's the most frustrating about the whole process to me is being held to the same standard as somebody that was a major league player, um, somebody that's making, you know, that much money, that's uh, playing an actual season, that's part of the fraternity that is major league baseball. And I was simply just a minor league player, not even under a contract, um, able to collect unemployment, like physically was collecting unemployment as well as, you know, most of the minor league players and being held to the same rules as those guys, um, it just doesn't really make, that's what doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Um, that's the thing that I think is the uh, craziest part about the entire situation is, you know, I'm willing to accept and I was willing to accept punishment for my actions. I believe, you know, I knew what I was doing was a little bit long, um, but I don't believe that, uh, what I did, um, you know, should have been that big of a penalty, uh, especially with, you know, like you're saying, the um, the the partnerships they're doing now with um, how much money they're making off of those companies with, you know, the other things that a lot of MLB players got away with, like serious crimes, offenses, things like that. I mean, that all is just, it's absurd to me. Um, I don't think I should be held in the same light or, this situation should be anything remotely close to the Pete Rose scandal. Um, I mean, that's a completely different thing. Like it shouldn't be like their decision on me um, should make no impact on how they handle that situation. It's literally like an apples to oranges um, scenario in my opinion.
It's it's uh, it makes me sad for your career. And uh, there's part of you know I grew up in a baseball family, and it just it shouldn't have ended this way. It should have ended on a field with either someone telling you to go home or you, or you making it to the big leagues. It not with Major exactly. League Baseball going, hey, you bet on 30 games while you you know while the season was suspended, and uh, you were not affiliated with a team at the time technically i mean that you're collecting unemployment it's just it's sort of ridiculous uh have you lawyered up again or is there a potential here for a settlement from major league baseball i i hope so um i haven't like gotten to the details with with that yet but i am in the process of uh reaching out to some people in the players association that are recommending some attorneys to me that might be willing to provide information on if we can fight this um, but I do hope that uh, it does end up working out where, like, a settlement happens where, you know, I file a lawsuit against them and I'm able to win, win this in court because, uh, in reality, um, I don't really know how I should be, like, held to the standard of having to follow this contract with such an unprecedented situation. I mean, with how COVID was kind of, like, how, you know, big of a deal that was for a lot of people and, you know how you know those contracts work. I mean, I feel like there's there's some room in there where the courts could possibly decide in my favor, but I haven't like dug into the details too too much on that yet. But it is something that I want to pursue for sure. Peter, I want you to stay in touch, man. Keep us updated. Uh, you know, I hope we put some some sunshine on this thing, and I hope Major League Baseball comes to its senses. For sure, yeah. Thank you for having me on anytime. You bet, Peter Bayer. There he is. Steven, uh, before we go to break, real quick, I want your reaction to it. You're a gambler. You're a guy who puts a couple bucks on a game now and then. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, first of all, I do feel bad that it's sort of ruined his career, right? Like, yep. I don't think it deserves that. But I also think that MLB is being put in a spot where if they let this go, what does it – like, when does it stop? If a player right. – if a player's, Slippery slow. Right. Yep. If a player's contract is up – can he, you know, let's just say a good player, let's say Mike Trout becomes a free agent or Shohei Otani, can he, when he's not contracted by the Angels, can he go out and make a future bet on a team and then go sign with that team and have it be made up bigger? So, like, I do, I, I, I totally feel for the guy, but I also feel like he did make a mistake and yeah. he felt like his career was over anyways. During COVID, he even said that, like, I felt like my career was over, so he was looking to go do different things. And now because... He feels like, oh, I got one more shot at me. Someone contacted me. This shouldn't matter when, in fact, it does matter that you yeah. went against it. Like, the, the rules are very clear. You cannot engage in any betting when you're in any sport. So, But I, here's my point is, okay, I, I hear him saying I'm willing to accept the punishment. And baseball rules say uh, that if you bet on a game, you're ineligible for – you're suspended for one year. My confusion is – why they didn't immediately suspend him, they investigated, they put it off, then they say, okay, now you're you're ineligible. But, you know, Pete Rose got declared permanently ineligible because he bet on games that he was connected to. That's a different rule. That That's actually on the books, too. I'm just, I'm like, hey, give him the one-year suspension. That, you know, that's your precedent. And anybody else who does it is suspended for a year. But he's now going on year number three. Well, you got a bunch of guys in this league who have banged on trash cans and 
uh, been accused of domestic violence who were out there going to spring training. Yeah, unfortunately, John, because I agree with you, um, and he mentioned too, like all the bad things that happened, I wish those players got suspended more and punished more, but that doesn't hurt the integrity of the game like gambling does, where it feels like we want to feel like sports is one of those things that is truly decided on the field and not manipulated with. And so for him to bet on games, it is somewhat violated the integrity of the game, which sounds so bad because you see all these bad things that happen, but like Deshaun Watson, what he does off the field has no effect on the field. You know what I'm saying? 503, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. 503-417-7575. How out in left field is Major League Baseball? Do you believe that the punishment for Mr. Bear fits the crime? We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.